Welcome everybody back to Dong City, October 6, 2021 edition, the Jorge Cantos edition. It's the best number 70 we could come up with. Eight seasons with the Yankees, believe it or not. Uh, eight seasons in baseball, I think five with the Yankees. Uh, speaking of the Yankees, we are coming to you one day after the debacle of what was the Yankees and the Red Sox 2021 American League wildcard game. Um, we got to get right into it. So Vince, how are you, brother? <laughs> I'm doing fine. I, you know, I, I can't say I didn't see anything coming. So here we are um, one day after the wild card plan for the AL. NL is currently underway. If you're into that right now, it is one nothing Cardinals bottom of the first two outs there. Mookie Betts lead off infield single. We'll see if he gets stranded. Um, Scherzer looking shaky in that first inning. Not something that we were really not expecting, Henry. Um, we'll get more into that later, but in the interim, we have a lot to get to today, uh, a little late to the party, but we did want to discuss each team, go through a rundown, let you know why they're either going to win the World Series or why more than likely they're not going to win the World Series. And um, we can jump right into that. I, we could start with the AL side of things. Uh, obviously, the wild card already decided Red Sox win 6-2. Um, behind excellent pitching from Nate Valdi, and then the bullpen held it down. Um, Red Sox move on to face the Rays. So we know what the AL matchups look like. It's Red Sox versus the top-seeded Rays, who won 100 games. And then it's, of course, the Astros hosting the White Sox, best of five DS. Let's start right here with the wild card darlings, the Boston Red Sox, Henry. Why will the Boston Red Sox win the World Series? They won't. <laughs> <laughs> they won't, but they did beat yes. the Yankees' ass, and, and to their credit, they were the better team. You know, we played them uh, 19 times this year. I think they had a 10-9 advantage, mm -hmm. um, which was weird because it started off 6-0 them. Then we swept them at the end of the year. Stanton went off just absolutely bonkers last weekend, and he continued that yesterday. Um, but the Red Sox were just a better team. I mean, they pitched better. They played better defense. They ran the bases better. They were better managed. I mean, up and down uh, – you know, everything to do with baseball, the Red Sox were just a better team yesterday. Yeah. And I think that's kind of why they, they could make a run. I mean, are they going to, we'll get into that in a second, but if the Red Sox, if, if you are a Red Sox fan, you're looking for a reason to think that they can get past the Rays and then get past winner of White Sox and Astros and then win the world series. The reason is going to be their offense. Um, they are centered around their offense. They are a team that does not into hit into many double plays. They hit a lot of home runs. They hit a lot of extra base hits. They make a lot of contact. They don't, they run the bases well. It's a very, very good offense. And that's evidenced by the fact that they were top five in run scoring their fifth. Um, one behind a the very good manager. Yes. And they have, they have smart Coaching, really. And last night was a great example. We give Alex Cora a lot of credit, as he should get. Um, but the pitching there, 11 strikeouts, zero walks for the Boston Red Sox last night in a must-win game. They know how to attack the strike zone. They know how to get up for October. That's the coaching staff all around. It was a big difference that showed last night. Um, Boston Red Sox pitching at least the starters, you know, if you talk about Evaldi and you talk about Sale, who's kind of compromised, but he's still Chris Sale. You talk about maybe Erod, who's been there before. At least with some of the pitching, 
you can talk about these guys stepping up enough for the offense to cover up for them. And then you can talk about the bull, shortening it with the bullpen. They've got Whitlock. They've got <laughs> Whitlock. Uh, it's not a great bullpen, but they do have a, a few arms they can kind of piece together. We saw Cora do that in 2018, and that was with a 110-win team. Um, that's the way that the Boston Red Sox can win the World Series. They're going to ride that offense, which usually is hot anyway, and they're going to get enough from the pitching to do it. Uh, and that, that's how they can make a run. Is it going to happen, Henry? No. <laughs> I like Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is just an extremely well-run baseball team, extremely run organization. Um, I just I don't see Boston um, stacking up with, with Tampa Bay. Ironically enough, I did see the Yankees matching up well and being able to beat Tampa in a short series. In a long series, I didn't think the Yankees stand a chance against the Rays. In a short series, I think the Yankees could have beat them. It doesn't matter. The uh, Red Sox, you know, they're one. They, they earned it. So I just I, I can't see them beating the Red Sox, uh, the, the Rays in a long or a short series. They just can't do it. I don't think they have the depth. Yeah, here's why the Red Sox won't win. Uh, one game sample size is one thing. Yankees actually were sixth in baseball in ERA, so that was a good pitching staff. They faced last night, of course, you get a one-game sample size against a struggling Garrett Cole, and you only score two runs. You're going to win that game anyway. So, you know, credit to the Red Sox. They win a one-game sample size. But now you're talking about series, and the Rays are even better than the Yankees. They're fourth in baseball as far as ERA goes, best in the AL. Um, this is where it gets tricky if you're the Red Sox. If you're being ridden by that offense – you're now facing, and we just went over this before we aired, the top eight ERAs in baseball are all in the postseason. <laughs> so the top eight pitching staffs, ERA-wise, in baseball are all postseason teams. The ninth team is the Mets, who didn't finish 500. And then after that, you've got the Jays. Uh, the Red Sox are 15th. So not only is their pitching staff not good, it is easily the worst yeah. um, of anyone who's in the postseason, I believe. But they're now facing elite teams, the Rays being the leaders of that in the AL. So if your offense is great, now you're facing a great pitching. That's going to be neutralized in the series. And then you're facing the Rays, who, by the way, are also a top five offense, just like you are. So that's why this is a mismatch. I agree with you, Henry. I thought the Yankees had the pitching depth to compete better with the Rays. Um, but the Rays suppress runs. They just they they grind you into the ground with their analytics and their pitching. And it's not just the talent of the pitchers, their defensive positioning, defense. their defense in general, everything they do is designed to keep you off the scoreboard. I don't see the Red Sox getting past that. And oh, by the way, if they do, if they happen to face the White Sox or Astros, fifth and seventh in Team ERA. So you're, it's not getting any better. Uh, pitching does win championships when you define it in terms of you have a good offense as well. And everyone they're going to face in the AL has good pitching and a good offense. Uh, I don't see them so, making a run, and that's why. Melvin's point is he says the Rays don't have an ace, but the Red Sox do. The Rays don't have an ace, and yet, like you said, they're number one in ERA. They're number one in whip. I mean, they they get it done. It's what the Rays do. Yeah, think, my thing with the Rays, and we said this about the Brewers in the preseason and the Rays, is that their system does not need – it's inter, it's like the Patriots in football. It's interchangeable parts. Exactly. They just gutted their whole pitching staff and won 100 games. So they don't, they don't need the ace. Everyone in their staff is designed to fill in in certain slots to kind of minimize that. And the Red Sox, they do have an ace, but he's not pitching like one. Exactly. They don't really have an ace either this year. Yeah, and not only that, if, if you sort the, the stats, opponents' batting average, 
the Rays are, are still fourth, only behind the Astros, White Sox, and Yankees. They give up uh, 232 to 231, 229 to 20. So they're right there. They're at the top of every major pitching category. They just get yeah. shit done, man. They're, they're a very well-run team. I know a lot of people don't like Kevin Cash. I think Kevin Cash is a really good manager. He's a good yeah. analytics manager who plays – you know, the field game, I know everyone saw the implosion last year in, in the World Series. I think that's more of the moment getting ahead of him. Mm-hmm. You know, if you watch them all year, that's not how he manages. Um, I think he's a very good manager, and that's a very, very good team. You know, it, it would be nice to see a team like that eventually get a chip. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, and we saw from Alex Cora last night, he pulled in what many people thought in the moment was going to be a Kevin Cash move when he pulled Nate Evaldi after giving up an infield single and a solo home run. In a I thought it was the right game. move. I, I didn't get that. A lot of people went nuts in the threat, too. I, I thought that was the right move. I got it. He just went and, yeah, saw, um, he went and saw the Yankees wait one inning too soon, too late to pull uh, Garrett Cole, and you saw what happened. It cost runs. Yeah. By the way, way, Giancarlo Stanton, I don't want to hear any more A-Rod comparisons. I don't want to hear anything from any Yankee fans about this man. He's a fucking god. Every postseason he's had with the Yankees, he's been on a tear. I believe his OPS is over 1,000. Yeah. Well, not so much 2018, but definitely since then when he's been in the postseason. Yesterday, if the the Red Sox don't have this atrocious wall, my man has three home runs, and that's a very different game. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um, I, I mean, yeah, you, you can't Stanton just had an MVP type season and he had a great postseason for what it was worth in one game. He carried that entire offense. And unfortunately, when it's one out of nine, you're not carrying very much. But he had a, a great game. Um, he you, had as many right. hits as the rest of the Yankees combined. Right. Uh, and really, if he if he hustles, he has more extra base hits. Correct. Yet more anyway, I think. I, I don't um, blame him. I don't yeah. blame him. That ball left his bat so fast. We all thought it was gone. Matt Vasquez, um, John Sterling's call, bro. John Sterling's call. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of guys who should be who should have been fired years ago, John Sterling's one of them. Everybody but, um, thought that was gone, and, and I, I, I give him a pass on that because he does hustle for the most part. He just thought it was gone, and I don't blame him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I, I do think Alex Cora has the capacity to make mistakes from time to time. I don't think he's as perfect. Every wizard. manager does, bro. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, Red Sox, you don't have to worry about their coaching. Rays, you don't have to worry about their coaching. We move on to the Rays here, who obviously we're both in agreement we think are going to take out the Red Sox. I would have the Rays in four personally. Um, why will the Rays win the World Series? And this, for the record, spoiler alert, is my pick to win the World Series. So, Henry, we'll start with you, though. Why will the Rays win the World Series this time? They do everything. Everything. You want to make it a bullpen game? They can beat you there. You want to make it a starting pitcher game? They can beat you there. They can beat you with defense. They can beat you with home runs. They can beat you with line-to-line hitting. They literally are a Swiss Army knife of a team. They can do it all. Yeah, it's well put. They're they're very complicated. They're fourth in team ERA. They're second in runs scored. That alone is kind of terrifying. And then you get into it that they are uh, their top six in home runs. They're actually tied for tied tied with the Yankees this year. And on top of that, they do strike out a lot. But here's where strikeouts become kind of complicated. The Yankees strike out a lot. It's a detriment. 
The Rays strike out a lot. It's not as much of a detriment. The reason why is that they don't hit into as many double plays. They run first to third, second to home much better because they're a faster team and more athletic. So if you can counteract the strike, oh, and they change their approach when you're talking two strikes or runners in scoring position, they're capable of making those changes. The strikeouts are really how they're generating those home runs in my mind. And, and you're going to take the home runs over that kind of sample size. But when push comes to shove, the Rays are not an all or nothing team. Um, the numbers say they are, but they can adjust. They make those adjustments. And like you said, they're a Swiss Army knife. One through nine, no one in that lineup is going to terrify you, but no one in that lineup is someone you wouldn't trust in a big spot either. And that's kind of what the beauty of the Rays are. My main reason here, we saw what Randy Rosarena did last year. I think you're going to see that with Wander Franco this time. Wander Franco is ready to become the next Juan Soto of 2019 this year. And I think you're going to see it. He is Edgar Martinez in the middle infield, which is terrifying to me. It is patient. He has power. Like he, he hits line to line. That kid is something else. I think he finished the season 49 games. He struck out like six times. It's just, it's his contact rate in this day and age is unbelievable at that age. and it's not weak contact either he's a guy who can hit doubles he can hit some home runs from time to time i think as he and by the end he's like six years old i mean by the time he grows into his his adult body he could be a 20 30 everything the yankees hope jason dominguez turns into yeah exactly uh, and we're seeing it, and he he basically needed no adjustment period, which makes it even scarier. He was getting on base from the second he entered the majors. So Wander Franco, to me, is the X factor of every single series he's going to be in, and they're batting him second, which is brilliant. I'm, I'm looking and, at the uh, stats, right? And I just sorted all of them, team stats. The Rays are top five in every offensive stat except batting average, which they're seventh. Yeah. Every, everything, they're top five. Slugging OPS, on-base percentage, they strike out a lot, but they also walk a ton. Total yeah. bases that they are fourth in total bases. For those of you who still count RBI, they're third in RBI. Yeah. Third in home they are, runs, um, doubles. They hit triples. Yeah. Oh, they, and, they, they do and they steal bases. People they're don't. a fundamentally perfect team. Analytics has created them. This is why you can't duplicate them because they have the perfect formula for what they are. And they the steal bases. They do all that. They give you power average. They do everything and yeah. they steal bases. The good news is most teams don't have to be the race and they really shouldn't try. In my mind, I think that's one of the problems the Yankees have is they have an identity crisis. They want to be the race. They're not as good, uh, but they have these other resources they're not taking advantage of. Why the Rays will win the World Series, they're perfectly well-rounded, probably the most well-rounded team in baseball. Why they won't win the World Series for me is just that. It comes back to the fact, if a team can drive them late into a series like the Dodgers did last year, there's no one there you can promise is going to put a stop to a lineup that can get hot. Uh, And that would be what my concern is for Tampa. And also... That lineup is good. It scores a lot of runs. I feel like it's a little streaky. Um, we've seen the Yankees actually, and again, we keep going back to the Yankees, so we watch them the most. We've seen them kind of handle the Rays most of the time. There's always that one game in the series where they put like 12 runs up. But other than that, the Tampa offense is very tricky. It's a very giveth-taketh-away type offense. You can neutralize it, and that pitching staff doesn't have a guy who's going to come in and, and eat up that large bulk of innings that you can rely on. 
I don't know that they need it. That's why I'm picking them to win anyway. But if they were to lose, those are probably the pitfalls as to why from my standpoint. Not only that, for me, I think the biggest hurdle for them to get to the World Series in the American League side to me was the Yankees. And that's a team they won't have to face. Yeah. yeah I, and I, that for me was more about familiarity than anything else. Absolutely. I think when you're fit and, and, you know, the Red Sox have that going, but I think the Razors world's better than the Red Sox roster. Um, if you're a team like the White Sox and Astros, you have to play the Rays afterwards. Astros is a little familiar from last year, but it's, it's a completely different team basically. And, uh, and the White Sox don't have that much exposure. That's a tough series, <laughs> but Let's discuss those two teams. We get into the Astros here, everyone's favorite, including okay. right here on Dong City. Um, you look up with the Astros and they just, they are there <laughs> every year. They're winning the, the West or coming close. They're a top 10 home run team. The thing that, the reason the Astros will win the World Series, and I have them losing to the Rays in the, in the ALCS, but uh, you know, if you talk to me into them making the World Series, wouldn't shock me. Their batting average is 267 as a team. Um, they are the Blue Jays offense, basically, without any of the press, <laughs> any of the publicity. And uh, it's a scary offense. They actually scored more runs than the Blue Jays and the Rays. They're tops in all of baseball and runs. They make contact constantly to a freakish, cheating-like degree. Um, and that that is a scary offense. I wouldn't even call it well-rounded. I would say it's, it's downright a scary offense. They're second in OPS. Uh, they make a lot of contact. They hit the ball really hard. And th that's a bad combination if you're facing them. And here's the biggest reason. They're very battle tested at this point. Yeah. This is a team that won the World Series in 2017, went to the ALCS 2018, lost the World Series 2019, went to the ALCS 2020. Here they are in 2021. Every single guy in that core is battle tested, knows how to play in October, and they usually do better in October. That's why I would be horrified by the Astros. I think uh, I'm going to root for the White Sox, but oh, I, sure. yeah. I I can't see I don't see it happening. Everything I said about the Rays offense previously, the Astros are better at every other everything else. Our uh, Red Sox fan Cesar Augusto is saying that the White Sox are going to win that series. I look I I hope he's right. I I don't like the I don't like the Astros. I don't I think they got away with the cheating scandal. And this is what you see. It's the Barry Bonds effect. Were they a good team? Absolutely. They were a very good team with a very good manager. They didn't have to cheat and they decided to cheat. So now this is the backlash they get. Um, but they are still a very good team. Carlos Correa is looking to get absolutely paid. And that man is going to have a monster um, postseason. So I just I can't see Houston losing to them. I think we're going to get Tampa Bay and the Houston Astros and the ALCS. I'm with you there. What what would stop the Astros for you? How do you beat them? What's going to keep them? You're going to have to out-hit them. I mean, and the White Sox, look, they can slug. They can slug with anyone. Um, I'm just not – I don't know if I trust that bullpen at the end of games, which is crazy because that was their strength most of the year. You know what's fascinating about the White Sox? I never would have guessed this. I'm, I'm realizing this now. They were 19th in home runs. You look at like Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez. And, well, remember, a lot know, of their big guys missed a lot of time. They did, yeah. But that, that like you look up, I feel like that's probably a misleading stat for that reason. The White Sox had a lot of injuries to their offense in particular. Um, but here's, here's how I kind of feel about the Astros. 
they uh, they do their offense is really horrifying. The pitching is interesting because you look up with the Astros, they're seventh in ERA, which is not bad, and they uh, I believe they strike out a lot of guys too. I'm pulling that stat up right now. Uh, you know, eleventh in strikeouts is still pretty good. The bullpen's prone to the long ball. It's not. In my opinion, a great bullpen. I know you look up the ERA is great and everything, but it's not a scary bullpen to me. And they don't have the Coles and Grankies and Brewlanders of the world anymore, um, at least not in tandem. So this is, again, it, it's something I think we saw the Roy's, the Rays exploit last year was they didn't have, you know, they had Grinky last year. They didn't have um, this great pitching staff that can kind of shut you up every night. And they dug themselves a hole, and then the offense couldn't bring it out for four games. But um, that's what, to me, the pitching of the Astros is not what it was in the past years. I think they have a higher reputation than maybe they deserve. And yeah, if, if you can get that offense to keep the ball in the ballpark and stay off the bases not long enough, you can beat them. And I think that's how they can be defeated. You know, every postseason you get a series where you have two or three epic offensive games where they the lead change hands and there's big hits and there's like big moments. This is going to be that series. This is going to be that series where they're just, they're just punching each other in the face back one behind the other. Boom, boom, boom. You're going to see a lot of nine, 10 games. You're going to see high scoring games. Pitching is not going to be a factor here. Uh, this is going to be offense. This is what MLB is going to want to see. They're going to see offense. You're going to have a three and a half hour game each game. And it's going to be all offensive, and I'm I'm hoping that the White Sox can outslug the Astros because that's the only way to beat them. Yeah, so the White Sox has a matchup with the Astros, and you know we we saw last year the White Sox kind of fell apart down the stretch last year. They kind of hobbled into the playoffs. They were kind of eliminated. You know they didn't make major noise in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. I think they're a better team for it now, uh, especially with all the adversity they faced this season. They're a little bit more mature. Um, still a young team, obviously. My problem with this matchup is the Astros basically do everything the White Sox do better. <laughs> so uh, I think that White Sox bullpen can be a difference maker. But to your point, it has not been the most trustworthy down the stretch. Matt Whelan brought up earlier that they haven't really played fantastic against teams over 500. Although I don't really hold that against them because a lot of the times they're in the AL Central, they don't get right. a lot of these matchups. So, you know, it's on one hand, you have to keep in mind that they clinched the division like a month ago. Um, On one hand, you want to hold that against them because they just haven't faced the types of opponents as other teams have. But on the other hand, you also just have to recognize like it doesn't really mean much grand scheme of things. Um, This is where I think the Tony La Russa hire can be a factor. Yeah. You know, um, I wasn't a fan of the hire. I just think that team is too young, too exciting um, to have a guy like La Russa lead them. But if there's an area where Tony La Russa can get you through, it's a high leverage postseason situation. That's what he's done best. That man, that man is battle tested. Um, and so that's where he's going to earn his money. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be a good series. Like last year, I would have said the White Sox were out in three and four. I think this year, I think this one will go five. I think we're going to get a really good series here. I'm going to give an edge to the Astros. And it's really just because when I see the Astros in the postseason, they are, a really hard out. <laughs> they lost last year in seven after being down 3-0. They lost in 2019 in seven after being uh, you know up 3-2, but they were down in that they were down 2-0 in that series. 
They lost in 2018. I Correa and Altuve were mm-hmm. hurt. Both teams were cheating. That was kind of different. And then 2017, they won in seven and won in seven again. So this is a team that is really, really hard to knock out. They usually take you the distance. And if you're going the distance between the Astros and White Sox, I'm still giving the edge to the team that's been here four years in a row on to a fifth year. Yeah, I'm going to go with the White Sox because I hate the Astros. Nice. I like that. I'm just going to go with the White Sox. And I guess we can just continue here in the same bracket since we're there. Um, and, and I'll keep it short and sweet. I, I think these two teams will beat the shit out of one another. They're going to be taxed. Their arms are going to be taxed. And they're going to go in and they just won't have enough endurance to hang with Tampa Bay. And I think Tampa yeah. Bay advances. Yeah, uh, I, I bet we're pretty much in alignment. Uh, we both, for the record, because I know that we couldn't say it on air, we both did have the Yankees winning last night. I had the 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 ship stopping there. I had the Rays beating the Yankees in four. I think the Astros will beat the White Sox in five. And then I think the Rays will beat the Astros in six or seven. I'll, I'll call it seven for dramatics. Another Rays seven game win over the Astros. Uh, yeah, I've got the, the Rays coming out of the AL. Uh, I like them this year to get back to the world series and that's our AL side. So, I mean, those are all the reasons that you could win and you, and you may not for the white Sox. A lot of it is just, this is a really rough first round matchup to me for them. And, um, and I think that while they don't really, you know, there's not a huge weakness on that team, but I don't trust the bullpen very much. And I kind of just like what the Astros do better in every capacity. So uh, that's the reason. I changed my hat for Renee who just joined us. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, so Henry's got White Sox. I have the uh, Astros, but we both have the Rays beating either one of those teams anyway. So we move on to the NL side. That's the team that we have right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's some NL fans. It's so boring. Yeah, well, hey, we had Brian in here. He's already terrified by the Cardinals because they took that one nothing lead, which they still have, by the way, bottom of the second. Um, and he's probably right. Like, you should fear the Cardinals at this point. They won, like, 100 games in a row. They are the Cardinals. We know what they do around this time of year. And really, unless they get swept in embarrassing fashion like a couple of years ago, they usually go on these stupid runs. They're very boring. They won 90 games, which is not impressive. They're, like, okay home. They're okay away. They do everything in a very mediocre way, it seems, until you look up and they're winning the World Series or losing the World Series to the Red Sox. So this is basically what their MO is. Um, they're winning right now. They got to run off Scherzer early. That's what you have to do if you're the Cardinals. We start with the play-in in the NL since it's happening. Um, score doesn't matter. I had the Cardinals beating the Dodgers anyway because baseball generally has chaos at some point. And this, to me, is the chaos you're going to see. A 106-win team is going to be forced to play a one-game playoff, and they're going to lose And it's going to be terrible for the sport of baseball. And I've said it all year. And if you're a Cubs fan or whoever, and you have thought this is about the Yankees for me, it's not. (laughs) They're a part of it. uh, But the Yankees only ended up winning 92 games, as many as White Sox. So they didn't have a case this year. The Dodgers absolutely should not be playing in this game. They were the second best team in the league, and they were one game worse than the best. And they're playing in a freaking one-game playoff against a red-hot team who just won like 19 out of 20 games. It's insanely idiotic. I totally agree with you. I'm on board with you. I actually, I also chose the cards. I just think they're just red-hot at the right time. Um, And this is just, once again, for two, two and a half years we've been doing this show now. Yep. 
Um, we're going to say it again. MLB needs to reseed in the playoffs. Yep. This is just yeah. another reason to show you. The positive thing, I saw some Twitter rumors going around. We'll get more into this as the offseason goes on, that they will do the expanded playoff in this next CBA, which we've been saying for a while they're going to go to 14 teams. I mean, they test ran it in 2020. I think it was very successful. As a result of that, the first round will be a best of three instead of a one-game playoff. So that's a little better. We've also been saying that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, I think they're going to stick with that stupid but entertaining idea that they, uh, you choose your opponents so it's not based on seating. I, I kind of like that. I, I'm yeah, not gonna I, like, I that. like the showmanship of that, but I'm very much, as you probably have guessed by now, Henry, a uh, like an analytical guy, right? I want the perfect matchups, and reseeding is part of that. There's no reason right now a team with 16 more wins than another one should be playing for their playoff lives in a one-game sample size. That's my main issue. Even if this were a best of three, at least then I could say, all right, this truly is the reward for winning a division. But you just can't have a team like the Braves be waiting to host a playoff series. Uh, or I guess they're not hosting it. They'll go to Milwaukee. You can't have a team like the Braves sitting at home right now waiting for Friday and a team like the Dodgers playing in this game. The division's not worth that much. Um, it should get you the seeds for the first, for the play-in. And then after that, it's whatever the record is, like you've earned it at that point. You already, you already paid your price. Yeah, I think the AL side would still be the same if they receded, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right because the Astros were second best record. Tampa was first best record. The White Sox and Yankees and Red Sox all tied with 92 wins. So, so I think that, at that point I'd be fine. I mean, the White Sox did win their division, so they should get the tiebreaker in my opinion there. And then the Red Sox won the season series, so they should get the tiebreaker over the Yankees. But there's no reason that the Dodgers should be playing a one-game playoff. No, the Dodgers are the team that got screwed this year. 2018, it was it was the Yankees. They got screwed. They won 100 games and had to face had to play in the wild card game because the Red Sox won 108 and their 100 wins was better than I think. I think they were the second best record that year, something close to it. Um, so yeah, it's there's this happens more often than not. And the every, first time it every postseason, every post, remember the Pittsburgh yeah. Pirates three years in a row yes. to them. The Pirates, I think it was the 2013 postseason, was the first time this really pissed me off. And that was the NL Central. I couldn't care less about any of those teams. But there were three teams who won like 98-plus games, and two of them are going to go home before the NLCS. It made no sense. If I'm not mistaken, was that not another big game Garrett Cole choke job? Didn't Cueto pick? It was one of those those wild-card games that Garrett Cole, you know – See, for those, who, for those of you who don't know, me and Vince, we, we yeah. agree on a lot of things. But there's also quite a number of things we don't agree on. And if you see the shit that happens behind the scenes with Garrett Cole, you'll fucking laugh. Because yeah. Garrett Cole's say, a sore spot for us. I want to wow. say a quarter into the season, I said Garrett Cole is not that guy. Vince and Randy lost their shit. They even teased me whenever Cole had a big game. And when I said that guy, I meant that guy that you're going to give all the marbles to in a big game. You could see it. He has too many big game explosions. So last week, we could have put away Toronto, by the way, and solidified home field advantage in a wild card game. And Garrett Cole choked. Then Garrett Cole got the ball yesterday, and my man choked again. So 
I got Randy on my side. Randy also agrees with me that he's not that guy. I'm going to get Vince on my side eventually. Garrett Cole's going to throw enough clunkers in big games that Vince is just going to have to join us in that. I mean, we'll see, but I'm not, you know, this is his first clunker with the Yankees that he blew. Uh, <laughs> and personally, if he came out with a hamstring issue, it's not going to surprise me because ever since he went down with the hamstring issue, he was a seven plus ERA guy. So uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. What did that you say? If you have that uniform on and you're in the field, you're a hundred percent. Larry mentioned that Pittsburgh actually did win that game against the Reds, which I think was Cueto pitching. Cause I remember that was the game that the crowd heckled. No, Cueto. They lost three straight, three straight wildcard games. They lost. All right. Maybe you're talking about a different one. Uh, I do remember the, the one Larry's talking about is the one I was also talking about. Uh, and Matt points out there, White Sox actually won 93 games. They really did win more than the Red Sox. Game. So yeah, I mean, uh, either way, the AL, it worked out fine. Uh, even if they had tied, I still would have been fine with it. It's the NL that got screwed this year. And, uh, and it, like and Henry said, almost penance, every year. Is their penance is going to be a Brewers cards matchup. Watch. <laughs> yeah. So, so this brings us back to this game. Cardinals, the hottest team in baseball entering the playoffs. Only 190 games doesn't seem to matter for the Cardinals. They're playing the Dodgers. We both have them winning this game, which means we have them playing the Giants. Yep. Why can the Cardinals get past that? Why can the Cardinals win the World Series? Karma. This is, this is what the baseball gods want. They want boring, old, boomer-type baseball where no one will watch. And everyone in St. Louis claiming that they're, the, they're such a great city, a baseball city. Well, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get boring, stagnant-ass baseball. And this is what MLB will pay the price with. They're going to get an NLCS of the Brewers in the card. Those aren't my official picks, but I can see it happening. It'd be a terrible matchup, and, and yes, I, it, no yeah, ratings, I, zero ratings whatsoever. Hey, you know, you want to put a salary cap on the sport? You want to criticize teams like the Dodgers and Yankees spending all the time? That's what you're going to get. You're going to get a bunch of mid-market teams who uh, all shucks their way to 90, 93 wins, whatever it is, and then they give you terrible ratings. I guarantee you, if St. Louis beats the Dodgers, which I have them doing, I say I think that's going to happen. In the Dodge and the Giants St. Louis series, and then the Braves Brewers series, not one game will surpass the viewership of the Red Sox and Yankees yesterday. Not one of those games. You're probably right. By the way, we're learning a very important lesson about Vince Mercandetti in the comments section right now. Ricky is upset because <laughs> I said I'm rooting for the White Sox. And by the way, I am 100% rooting for the White Sox. There is no doubt about it in my mind. I hope they sweep. I hope the Astros don't even score a run in the series. Look, they have former Yankee Lance Lynn. You got to root for the <laughs> Who I hate. Uh, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. There's plenty of players I hate. It does not affect my brain. <laughs> my brain says the Astros are going to win. I don't vote with my heart. I don't root with my heart. Uh, except with the Yankees, I root with my heart. And usually I don't root with my brain. But everything else, I root with my brain. Yeah, or I, I choose with my brain. In this case, I do think the Astros are going to win, but that is not to be confused with I will be rooting very, very hard for the White Sox to win instead. And if I'm wrong, great. I have no problem. If I if I need to get on this show and concede I was wrong about the Houston Astros being good, I have no problem doing it. I will look forward to that day. Look, I, I, you're going to see me looking like Dr. Dre in the 90s with that White Sox cap, brother. I'm, 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 <laughs> whatever it takes to make sure they get past the Astros is what I'm doing. 
I will have my little White Sox ice cream helmet that I got at white at their stadium with me on this next show if the White Sox take out the Astros, no doubt about it. Uh, doesn't mean I think that's going to happen, but the White Sox boys in our chat right now are very excited for their chances with the Lynn Giolito combo, so good for them. You think Tony La Russa does something good or bad that we'll talk about in this series? You know, I... Very quietly, I should add, I didn't really make a big stink out of this. I didn't have a problem with the Larusa hiring. I had a problem because he's an old white guy and he's been like out of the game for a decade. Like in that sense, I had a problem with it from like a recruiting standpoint. That's not a guy I have on my short list. Mm-hmm. But from a strategic standpoint, I don't mind Tony Larusa. I think he was kind of bad for baseball because he, he was the first to really do those pitching changes constantly. But now the whole sport is that. I thought Tony Larusa was good for them for a team like this. It's something that I've now cited since a team like the Yankees should do because the Astros did it, the Red Sox did it, and the White Sox did it. And they've all had major success with having old school coaches and young, talented, analytics-driven teams. I just so, I never liked them getting rid of Renteria. There was no reason to. I didn't. I, I thought he got a, a bad shake. I liked Rick Renteria a lot, too. Um, but going to LaRusse, I didn't think was this damning problem where he's going to lose the clubhouse and the White Sox are going to fold. I didn't think that was going to happen. As far as whether he's going to make an impact in this series, it's kind of tough to say because I think a lot of times with managers, you can tell the mistakes they make because they don't work out and you can call them ahead of time. But you don't know what's really going to go right um, until, you know, until there's mistakes made. So I think he, I don't think Tony LaRusse is the reason the White Sox are going to lose this series. How's that? I, you know, for a manager, that's a compliment. I don't no, think he's no. going to impact this in a negative. I'm going to pull a Kevin Cash. Right. There are very few examples, like Alex Cora in 2018, I think is a good example of when you can actually say a manager probably helped win entire series. He, everything Alex Cora did, and much like Joe Torre in 96 and really the whole dynasty, everything those managers did, Turned you can see the difference it made them win games. Um, that happens very rarely, though. Usually it's like if the manager didn't make a decision that cost the, like like Kevin Cash last year, um, then he did his job. So I think LaRusso will fit where, into that. This is where a guy like LaRusso benefits them because the new analytics-driven data and managers and philosophies, for that matter, they're just all data-driven. They, there's no touch. There's no feel. There's no feel for the game. And I think you lose a lot when you play like that. You know, you got to be able to look at a pitcher and say – this guy doesn't have it. This guy has it. I, I can push him a little more. You can feel that as the game goes on. You can look yeah. at yesterday's game. You can tell what pitchers were gassed. You can tell who was intimidated. You can tell so much by watching the game and, and the tempo and the flow of the game. And that just wasn't. Um, and I think you have a guy like Larusa who can pick that up. And even though the book may say, hey, make this move, he's smart enough to feel the game and say, no, fuck this move. I'm going to let my guy do this, or this is the right guy. This guy is hot. I like this matchup better. I, I think a guy like LaRusa will let those things happen and just have a feel for the game. Yeah. I, you know, there is a human element as much as the new school guys want to say that there's not, there's always a human element, especially in baseball. I think more so in baseball, maybe than any other sport, there's a human element. I told my story on Austin's podcast, actually about my last at bat in my own career where the ball was a beach ball that day. And I, I grounded out my first at bat, but I knew if I had a second at bat, I was going to do something good. And then I got benched. So it's, uh, but like that was the psychological difference as a terrible hitter. So for that, that to happen, like you can see the difference. 
Um, I think that, yeah, I, I mean, LaRusso is that type of guy. I think that he will know when to go to the right guys. And there are times sometimes when you just have to kind of overlook the analytics and understand not everything is, is on paper is, is going to work out as it does. So um, I, I think the White Sox will be fine in that regard. The Cardinals getting back to them, why they're going to win the World Series to me is just they do – we've said this a lot on the show today, but they kind of do everything a little well. <laughs> they Like the offense is good enough. The yeah. bullpen is good enough. Um, I think they have a good thing going with going to these guys in big spots. Cardinals just seem to have that October magic. Really, this is the one time I'll go anecdotal. They've got October man- magic on their side. They remind me a lot of the Rockies in 07, um, which They're means they'll probably get team. swept in the World Series. Yeah. They're always so, a well-run team. That's why they'll win. Why they won't is for the exact same reasons. The Cardinals aren't going to dominate you with anything. They don't have an elite pitching. They don't have an elite rotation. They don't have an unbeatable bullpen. And they don't have an offense that is really going to scare you. It can put up runs. I mean, Tyler O'Neill's red hot. They've got your boy, Arenado. They've got uh, you know, Paul Goldschmidt's a veteran. He can get it done, too. By the but way, Ar- Ar- Arenado's 0 for 2 today. <laughs> the um, batting zero, uh, they are not, they're not going to wow you with anything. I mean, this is a team that's 12th in ERA. So even their, you know, the pitching staff is not all that. Um, they, they're kind of, they're built solid and they're also not going to overwhelm you. So that, that can go either way, but that's why they won't win is they're going to run into a team like the Giants who can overwhelm you or the, the Braves who are, you know, almost equally hot and, and have this elite offense, stuff like that, and they're going to lose. So I'll give you some numbers real quick. Yeah. I told you a player in his postseason career is hitting 190. He gets on base. I don't even know how the fuck this is possible. At a 174 clip. He's hitting 190, but he's getting <laughs> a 174 yeah. clip. And he's slugging 333. What would you say? Slugging. It's really bad. Nolan Arenado in the postseason. Oh, how many? How many at bats? Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like thirteen, right? No, no, no. It's uh twenty-one at bats. Okay. Uh, four games, five games. He's got time to change that narrative, but that's really bad. I mean, that that's a shitty start to a postseason career. Now, we, we, you know, we, we, and all three games were not in Colorado. Wow. If he's any worse, he'll be Mike Trout um, or Brett so, Gardner. <laughs> yeah um yeah that's not good so i th- that's the cardinals they're so boring i can't believe we you want to know how boring the cardinals are yeah i checked on my phone real quick we have a, a game thread up cardinals there's yeah. comments on there we have more comments on the podcast than they have on the game thread <laughs> yeah that's about right uh which brings us to the dodgers if the if we're both wrong if the dot like we were with the al game yeah. if the dodgers win this game Obviously, now they're a 106-win team who has made the NLDS. And because baseball, again, is ridiculous, they'll face the 107-win Giants in a DS. Arch rivals in a best of five instead of an ENLCS as two best teams in the best of seven. That out of the way, why will the Dodgers win the World Series if they win tonight? Everything. They have star power. They have slugging. They have pitching. They have story. They, they have the world series from last year that, you know, they still have something to prove, you know, they, people try to shortchange them and say, it's, it's a 60 game world series. It's a pandemic playoff, you know, whatever the case is. So they, they still have a little chip on their shoulders. I'm sure they would love to win without Trevor Bauer. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons they can win. They have a lot of great fucking players on that team, but that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So this is a Dodgers team that is first in ERA, fourth in home runs and runs scored. Uh, they don't strike out a lot. I'm looking now. Yeah, they're they're 13th in strikeouts. So you know, they're middle of the road there. Um, they're the opposite. The, the Dodgers and the Giants are the opposite of one another, and they're just the two best teams in baseball this year. Yeah, so the Dodgers, for me, why they'll win is pretty obvious. And it's basically what you said. What's interesting to me, Henry, is that we said before, that, or at least I put a number on it. I don't remember if you did or not. But we both knew the Dodgers would be juggernauts. Yeah. And I, I said – I, yeah, 110 was the number that sticks out to me. We both said the Dodgers can win 110 games this year. And then they went and they lost Kershaw and they lost Bauer and they ran into a lot of injury issues with their offense. And they kind of were slumping for a while where people were starting to wonder if this was even a great team, let alone a historically great team. And you look up now tonight and they had 106 wins. They were only four games worse than the predictions after all of that. And I don't think either of us really saw the kind of turmoil they were going to face this season happening. So they, they are did it well. really they faced really it good. well. Yeah, they faced yes. all that shit well. They are top five basically at every metric you want to look at, even talent wise. You don't want to if you if you're not an analytics guy, you just want to look at the roster. Trey Turner and Max Scherzer were added <laughs> to the roster. Uh, it's a Mac, scary, scary monthly injury is a big one though. Yes, the month. So these are so the reason the Dodgers won the World Series. They're defending champs. They've been here before. Uh, they are by far the most talented team, and they also are by far, I think, metrics-wise, probably the most favorable team in the NL at least uh, to make the World Series. Reasons they won't win. This is a banged-up team still. Max Muncy goes down. Wouldn't have him until at the earliest the World Series, and then who knows what condition he's going to be in. By the way, I said in July. Clayton Kershaw's injury is probably more serious than we think, and he may not pitch again. He came back a little bit, but guess who's not available for the postseason? Clayton Kershaw. Is it the whole postseason? What's that? Is it the whole postseason? I believe he's out for the entire postseason. I didn't know uh, the whole postseason. This is the same premise as, as Jacob deGrom, which I also got right, saying he would run into injuries this year because – once you get into this age group and you start having these lingering injuries every year, it's really tough to reverse that. Short of like being on steroids, it's it's tough to reverse that. And even steroids, usually your body is going to break down eventually. So that's why I, I was down on Kershaw, not to insult him, which I think Dodgers fans took offense to me, like declaring that he could be injury prone this year. Maybe um, it's just every fan base in the group. <laughs> yes, this is what I do, uh, and I'm and I'm right in this case. Clayton Kershaw's out. Trevor Bauer, not injured, but he's out. And David Price never really materialized into much of anything this year. He's not an option. You're running low on options if you're the Dodgers for this vaunted number one pitching staff. I don't think the number one rating it has reflects the nature of the pitching staff now. Um, it's still good. It could still win the World Series. That's why we're still very high on them. Mm-hmm. But this is a Dodgers team that is not the one on paper that won 106 games over the course of the year. And you're missing two very big horses in that rotation. And that's a that's a flaw, especially getting through the NL, especially getting through the Giants, who we'll get into now, and, and their pitching staff. Also, the Max Muncy loss, it, it's huge. He's an MVP yeah. candidate. It, it, right. MVP candidate gone. So... 
Those are those are red flags for sure. Even a Dodgers fans feeling themselves, I totally get it. We've been there before. We know what it's like to win a World Series and then to follow it up with like a hundred plus win season. You're on top of the world. No one can beat you. Yeah, we even know what it's like to follow it up with another World Series. Right. And yeah. another one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about being confident and obnoxious? Like we have that mastered for my my entire lifetime, basically. Um, Let's get into their potential opponent, though, and that's the San Francisco Giants, who are waiting for the winner of this game. They won 107 games. This is it. This is the time that I have to give the Giants the credit that I really haven't been able to give them all season because, honestly, I never believed in them at any point until I woke up and they they did it. They did it, Henry. They won 107 games. They won the hardest division to win in baseball. They held off the Dodgers – they shocked everyone. They weren't supposed to be a playoff team. Now they're here, 107 win, home field advantage juggernaut, waiting to face you that there are tribal Dodgers or the car, or the hottest team in baseball, the Cardinals. And you look up and they they can back it up. <laughs> like they're, they're, this isn't a fluke. I had this talk last year. I remember when they came out and, you know, we kind of both said, all right, they can't sustain it. Then they did it for the 60 games. They were played really well. We panned them for not making moves at the deadline, which clearly we were wrong. They were right. Um, and and I, I kind of I bought into them early, and I'm, I'm glad you, you jumped on board because, by the way, they do have one of the most data-driven managers in the game. So it's just proof that if you do analytics right, it will. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, looking at you, Mike Fishman. Um Giants are second in home runs, which I never would have guessed in a million years, especially in that ballpark. That's not an easy ballpark. I did not know that. Yeah, to hit home runs in. They're right behind the Blue Jays. I mean, the Blue Jays had 21 more than them, so that's that's great. But the Giants scored 804 runs this year, which is good for sixth in baseball. This is a good offense. You would never associate, even in the World Series years, I didn't really associate offense being like what the Giants hang their head on. Uh, obviously they're even more elite with pitching. If the Giants win the World Series, it's because it was right in front of our faces and we never really gave into it until a certain point. I was definitely later than you. I didn't look up until September where I was like, oh my God, every stat I look at, which is a usual pitfall for why a team's not going to win, Giants don't qualify. <laughs> they're a team that qualifies for air. They make contact pretty well. They're dynamic. They hit home runs. They have a good bullpen. They have a good pitching staff. They strike out batters. Yeah. I'm still, I'm an analytics guy, but there's certain things I still believe in and stolen bases are one of those things. I still believe speed kills on the bases. I, especially in the postseason. Especially in the postseason. Absolutely. Yeah. They are fourth in OPS. They are, yes, a 16th in stolen bases. But if you look at teams in the playoffs, there's only one, two, three. There's only three teams ahead of them in the playoffs in stolen bases. I know so they're up there in slugging. They, they yep. slug. Yep. <laughs> uh, in batting average, they're Top seven. Five. Slugging, they are fourth. Yeah. So, I mean – slugging OPS on base average stolen bases whatever you want to look at this team offensively checks checks the boxes and even more so they're in a pitcher's park with great pitching real quick can you name four giant players off the top of your head 
Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Donovan Solano still there. You got Yastrzemski's grandson, uh-huh. whose first name escapes me at the moment. Uh, Buster Posey's still there. Injured Evan Longoria, Brandon Crawford. I, I basically I'm naming core members from the World right. Series team who are still there. That's just it. You 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 ask the Rays, you know who the Rays are. You ask the Blue Jays, you know who. The, you ask the big teams, you know who their guys are. You don't yeah. know who the Giants guys are. No, uh, I know a lot of them are actually Yankees at some point, but that's that's all I know. Um, this yeah, it's a the Giants are the team that in the entire year for me, I just never bought into. And now I am fully invested in them. I think regardless of who wins this game, Giants are winning that series. Um, and I, and I think that because I think the Giants are going to the world series and it's crazy. Yeah. I've, I've got raised Giants as my world series pick. I think those are the two teams who are the sexiest for me analytics wise as to their best chances to reach the world series. Um, and it kind of makes sense. It's very, very hard to repeat as World Series champions. So for that reason, you know, that reason alone, I would say the Dodgers can be beat. We got some action. Uh, we got the bases loaded and Trey Turner's up. Here we go. Cardinals, like I said, they, that's a team you look up and, and there's no reason they can not be beaten. Brewers we're going to get to now. But, yeah, I, I think the Giants are the most well-rounded team in the NL combined with health and combined with performance. They, they just never went on that losing streak at any point this entire year. So weren't we talking about thing. Johnny Cueto potentially being cut just two years ago? Yeah, the, the whole staff, you, you'd say that about the entire, where was Kevin Gaussman like three years ago? To me, you, you, you go back to, I want to say two years ago, what everyone said about the giants and how they had no farm system and how they were expensive team and how they weren't bringing mad bum back all of that shit and look where we are they fooled everyone they they fooled everyone they and turned we it around thought that, yeah we thought they just held on to their guys too long the bum garner thing i think was still a mistake they really should have traded him but they didn't we thought they held on to their core too long and the core came back around somehow five years later it's really one of the craziest things we've seen Johnny Cueto, Jose Alvarez, Kevin Gaussman. Wait, 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 wait. Do you want to? Did you see that fucking infield, bro? No. Come on, Brandon Crawford, Will Woomer, Flores, Tommy Lestella, Evan Longoria, and Donovan Solano. Come on, how are they doing? Yeah. Jake McGee is their closer. The fuck out of here! How are they doing? Alex Wood. I mean, this team is – you talked about misfit toys back then. This is even more – Kirk Casale is the their, backup pitcher. Their best infielders playing the outfield than Chris Bryant. <laughs> it's Chris Bryant. You got Tommy Lastella and Wilmer Flores coming off the bench. Darren Ruff, who I thought was out of baseball, is still there. Alex Dickerson – who had that one like 10 RBI game was never heard from Steven Duggar, Austin Slater, Lamont Wade. I couldn't pick these guys out of a lineup. These are the guys who won 107 games. If your team is, is not, I mean, this is, this is analytics at, in life. I, I mean, this is, they have pulled together whatever sorcery they have to pull this roster together to win 107 games. This should be studied for Decades. Buster Posey was done. done. We were sticking a fork in him. It was supposed to be the Joey Bart era. He fucking he he took a year off and just came back and he's on the happy juice. Cueto got hurt. 
Scalfani got hurt. Um, Evan Longoria got hurt. When doesn't Evan Longoria get hurt? Alex Wood obviously got hurt. Um, like, uh, all you I can mean, do it tip your hat and give them credit. I mean, yeah, uh, these guys had injuries. It's, it's not like they didn't. So that that was the Giants. So now we get to the last two teams: Dodgers or the Braves and Brewers. Atlanta Braves. Really good offense. I'm, I'm actually shocked how good their offense still is, even with Acuna out. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, you know, when you have Ozzy Albies, who's a 3,100 guy, and Austin Riley, who's an MVP candidate, who, by the way, just got no, I mean, he's got no coverage as an MVP candidate. I, I called the Ozzy Albies outbreak. Remember I called that? I said he's going to come back hard. It was a double they play. have still. They got the double play I just said. <laughs> you add Freddie Freeman into it. And they have three MVP candidates, and that's with an MVP candidate out. I mean, that that's pretty extraordinary for their offense. It's a great offense. Braves pitching is always there somehow. Um, reason they'll win the World Series is because they really – they could have last year. I didn't think they could have last year, but they, they drove the Dodgers to that final game. They had a 3-1 lead in that series. If they beat the Dodgers, I have no doubt they could have also won the World Series uh, against the Rays – but they fell short as Atlanta does. And now this year, they basically were terrible. I mean, for a while, but now they're hot at the right time. So the reason the Braves will win the World Series, they're hot at the right time. They have the offense to do it. They've also been here before and um, and they're getting a pretty nice path. And, and I say that not to be insulting to the Brewers, but they don't have to face the Giants or the Dodgers until the NLCS. So it's a little bit easier for them than other teams. That's why the Braves will win. How do you feel about that? I chose the Braves. I, I mean, I think the Braves are going to win. I think they're going to just bludgeon the Brewers to death. Um, I I don't think this one's going to be close. I think the Brewers. Uh, I think the Braves sweep them. Call me crazy. Okay. Yeah. I, it's uh. I. This is tricky. <laughs> I usually pick. I, I know you love the Braves, but you got to pick them. Come on. I usually pick against the Well, here's the thing. I really, like, I was so into the Brewers all year. Just, they do what they do, right? But this is really shaping up to be a really tough postseason for them. Braves are red hot. Cardinals came out of nowhere. They're red hot. Dodgers and Giants are far and away better than the Brewers. There's not a lot of pots to piss in if you're the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, I'm going to pick the Braves to win this series. Uh, for I just think they're they're a more talented team, and I think that offense can overcome what the Brewers do, which is basically a lighter version of what the Rays do mm-hmm. to prevent runs. So there's no one in that Brewers lineup who I think can carry a series either, including Aden- Ad- Willie Adamas, who has had a fantastic season since he came over there from Tampa. So I think the Braves are going to win that series. The reason the Braves aren't going to win the World Series, though, is quite simply – they reside in the state of, of Georgia. I don't, I'm not making any other reason. I don't need any other reason. They will not win because they play in the state of Georgia. Uh, if you want to blame it on their bullpen, which is always kind of suspect, even when it has good numbers, fine. You want to blame it on the pitching staff being just outmanned because there's better teams in the NL. That works for me too. I don't care. Really, I just have to tell you, the Atlanta Braves play in Atlanta for the state of Georgia. They will not win the championship. That's it. That's all I need. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> what I mean, what's the weakness for you? I mean, do you see a weakness I on the field for them? I don't. Their their biggest weakness is that Acuna is not on the field. That's their weakness. 
Yeah, I mean that's a, a monster loss, but one that they they waited pretty well. Yeah, I'm so, I'm saying I'm I'm gonna repeat what I said. Braves in three. It's a sweep. I think that the uh, I'll say Braves in four. I've got Bra- yeah to bring it all all full circle so far. I've got Braves in four. I've got uh, Rays in four. I've got Astros in five, and I've got the Giants over the Cardinals in five. So you and have then I think the Giants advancing to the NLCS. Correct. And then uh, and the Brewers. We left them off the list. Let's cover them real quick. The Milwaukee Brewers will win the World Series because of their pitching. That's really the only thing you can point out. They've got a deep staff. They have a good bullpen. They have two ace-like starters, which in the postseason can become – it can seem like four with the way they can cover games. Um, and that that's a team that that's now they're used to the postseason. So if, if you wanted to make the case the Red Sox can get by on their hitting, it's the same case with the Brewers and their pitching. The reason the Brewers won't win the World Series – that lineup's not scaring anyone. It's not a particularly dynamic lineup either. Um, that lineup is boring. It is boring. And, and again, the same reason for everyone not named Dodgers and Giants in the NL. You have to play either the Dodgers or Giants, basically. Unless you get the Cardinals. And if you're getting the Cardinals who just took out the Dodgers and Giants, you should be even more scared. Yeah. So the the winner of this series, in my mind, has no chance of making the World Series. And that's the pick I'm going with. This Giants over Braves in the NLCS, uh, which is great because two of my groomsmen are Giants and Braves fans, so I'll enjoy that series. And uh, and then we get to the World Series, which I had the Rays and Giants, and I have the Rays winning in six. So I'm actually going to see the Giants lose a World Series for the first time since 2002, so that's exciting. This is where you're going to think I'm on the happy juice. I thought you were with your Yankees prediction. So the- you know, <laughs> now it's, it's like I said, it, the Yankees, to me, their best opposition – was Tampa Bay. You get past Tampa Bay. I can see them beating the White Sox because they did all season. I can see yeah. them beating the Astros because the storylines there are just too epic, but I can see it. So I, I can see it. Um, I, I just, for the same reasons, I think Tampa Bay will beat the winner of the White Sox and Astros, which is the White Sox and Astros would just, they'll be tired. They'll just, they're just going to go on an offensive barrage. I think San Francisco and LA is going to play an epic series. And I just think they're going to be tied. And I think the Braves clip whoever comes out of that. Wow. I think I've got Giants. I, I have the Braves and the Rays in the World Series. I think the Giants will beat the Braves in five games. I really do. Um, that'll be like the full, fully operational Giants Death Star is that series that they play the Braves. Because I do think the Cardinals are going to give them shit. Mm-hmm. Or the Dodgers. Whoever wins this game, I think it's going five with the Giants. And after they get past that point, I think then it's all going to click for the Giants in the NLCS. And then they'll run into a Rays team and they'll be like, what the hell is this shit? Like, we don't have this in the NL. I can see the Braves clipping them. That's just – yeah. A, a, a Rays-Braves World Series will be so fucking boring that it will oh, force the worst. I would probably buy World Series tickets, though, um, just to root against the Braves. <laughs> Rooting for my division rival, just root against the Braves. Just a fun thing to do. Could you imagine a World Series game at the Trop? Jesus Christ! And I could go. I would drive to either stadium, honestly. Of course, yeah. Um, Dang! And the national TV, a World Series game at the Trop, hitting a a fucking catwalk. Yeah, no cowbells either this time. Jesus Christ! Or at least I assume no cowbells. Yeah, that should be good. Good for baseball. 
Johnny, um, the Red Sox aren't making it. Give it up. Yeah, jo- Johnny, you missed it. I mean, we did make technically a case where the Red Sox can win. The World I gave Series. the Red Sox love. I will say that much. Yeah, uh, we think Johnny. So you, so you know, so you don't feel left out here. Um, if the Red Sox were to win the World Series, it's going to be around that offense. Yeah. But we just and, uh, and great managing. I, I'm going to beat yes, that. And their coaching staff is going to beat that horse over and night. over and over again. The one area where the Red Sox lap the Yankees is their coaching staff and their manager. They, they're just better run. Yeah. So that's why they would win. We now neither of us have Alex Cora would race. slap the shit out of uh, Aaron Boone in a fight. Yeah, probably. And he's probably like. 30 pounds less if I had to guess. Aaron Boone is the dude that's going to call the cops on you. Alex Cora is the dude that's going to grab the machete. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Um, but that's that's what we've got. So final predictions here, Rays over Giants in six. You have Rays, Rays over Braves. and Braves. And you have Rays winning too. Rays over Braves. Okay, there we I go. Will, I will say my original pick when, when we did the podcast picks um, were all the podcasts. I did have the Yankees Braves, but obviously that didn't happen. So I have to choose another team. So I'm going to go Raves Braves. So let's uh, let's quickly say goodbye to the one team who's been eliminated so far, the New York Yankees. Um, you know, we both went into that game fairly optimistic. And I went in fairly optimistic because how can you not be when you just swept the Red Sox twice? And, you know, they, they ride whatever momentum you can get from a one nothing win. Uh, into the playoffs. They are not afraid of Fenway Park. They had Garrett Cole on the mound, who I assumed, you know, I assumed could show up, and he didn't. And uh, and then I said in my mind, I was like, okay, well, Cole, worst-case scenario, Cole struggles, right? He gives up two or three runs, which he did. He gave up three. And three was my number. Before the game, I said, hey, if Garrett Cole gives up three runs, you pull him, regardless of situation, unless they're up like 10-3, which they wouldn't be. Um in my mind, I was still like, all right, well, we're facing Nate Evaldi. I don't particularly think the Yankees are going to hit him, but he also is probably not going deep into a game because he's not a guy who throws like 100 pitches generally. And then you have the Red Sox bullpen, and the Yankees bullpen was finally full strength. So in my mind, I was like, we've got him in a few different ways with the advantages, and this is a game the Yankees – it's the Yankees game to lose. And they lost. <laughs> they, they followed through on that. Um I don't think Aaron Boone particularly had a bad game last night. I don't think that game was on him. I know that people think when you blame the manager for one thing, you're blaming them for everything. That's not true. I blame, we blame Aaron Boone individually for all of his mistakes. Last night wasn't one of them. Last night was totally on the team itself. If anyone watches, pays attention to our game threads, if anyone pays attention to what we do, and I will say this over and over, we don't Monday morning quarterback the moves. We criticize them in real time. Yeah, real before, time and individually. Before shit goes bad, we're criti- I go to at least 20 games a season. I'm at the game on the game thread saying this was a mistake. This can happen, and boom, that shit happens. I criticize them in real time. You criticize them in real time. So people can't tell us Aaron Boone's a good manager because Aaron Boone is not a good manager. Right. We call it every single time individually, and – this isn't a I blame managers for stuff thing because when Joe Girardi was manager, I very, very rarely blame the manager for stuff. Girardi really didn't lose a lot of games that were his decision making. And it annoyed me to be me 
when Girardi was here and we existed. There were plenty of Yankee fans who busted Girardi for every single decision he made and swore he lost 20 games a year. And I wasn't one of them because I didn't feel that way. With Aaron Boone, it was a reality. He really did cost them dozens yeah. of games. I'd say at least a dozen games every single year. A good manager with the same team were probably really fighting for the division. We hear about 2018, 2019, Aaron Boone won 100 plus games. Aaron Boone was given Giancarlo Stanton off an MVP season. He was eventually given Garrett Cole, who was a, a perennial Cy Young Award candidate in the AL already. And a ton of toys in the bullpen. He was given a Glaber Torres in 20 in 2019, you know, came into his own. We had Miguel Andujar in 2018. He was Gary given a farm system. Coming off of what should have been a rookie of the year win. Right. The man was a bullpen, basically, from start to finish. We brought uh, our oldest Chapman back. He was given all of these toys, and it was on top of a 91 Miller, Chad Green, he was loaded. Yes. He What's was my, what, what was my analogy? When we signed them and I panned it, then what was my analogy then? Because it's, stay, it's still true. Do you remember? You're handing a Ferrari to a teenage kid who just got his license. Which, by the way, I saw in a tweet from someone else, like, yesterday. Fuck them. Uh, four years ahead of the curve. They literally said Ferrari, too. It made me laugh. I was like, you didn't even use, like, a different example of a car. It was the exact same thing yeah. you said in 2018 uh, is being said now because people generally tend to be two or three years slower than us on the show mm-hmm. about Aaron Boone. Um, but the, the, so the, my point on that is those numbers mean nothing. You could have put any manager. They literally put any manager because he came out of a broadcasting booth with no prior experience. You could have put any manager. You could have put Henry Maldonado. You could have put Vince Mercadetti in that dugout. And I swear to you, I would have won 100 games with that team. If you just gave me a board and said, press this button for a decision, I would have done it. And we still would have won 100 games. That's how good the 2019 Yankees should have been the second best team I've ever seen on the Yankees behind the 98 team. They should have won 110 games and steamrolled into the World Series. They were that good. Yeah. Go back on their metrics. Go look at that offense. They were that good. They won a, They won the division the only time in Boone's tenure, and they lost in the, NL, in the ALCS in less games than Girardi did with a 91-win team who was dead in the water until they got Dave Robertson at the All-Star break. Like it just, it's crazy to me to think that you can credit Aaron Boone for those two teams. They were so unbelievably loaded. And then what happened after 2019, a 550 winning percentage in a shortened 2020, they lose, they don't win the division. The Rays shock them. 2021, the Rays gut their entire pitching staff and still win hundred games. Yankees lose even, even more games, have a slightly higher winning percentage, but they still are a third place team. That's Aaron Boone's legacy. And Fuck Aaron Boone. I'm not tired of that, that's really that is the trade-off. I mean, this this is the trade-off. If Boone gets fired, there's been some Twitter rumors on all true that he's gonna get like a two-year extension or whatever. I don't believe that until it happens. I can't believe an organization would be that stupid to I'm, think that you can uh, give Aaron Boone a contract and I'm ride gonna, it out with Brian Cashman. I'm one of the few guys that will defend Brian Cashman. I'm a Cashman guy. You are you defend him more than I do. I do. If you, because for every shit that people talk about Brian Cashman, there's a Clay Holmes, there's the Luke Voigt. Say what you want about Luke Voigt. That's still a shitload of production for a league minimum player. For another guy that is not sniffing our bullpen. 
there's a ton of trades and a ton of acquisitions and things that he does that he does right. Now, with if you're going to bring back Aaron Boone, if I'm Hal Steinbrenner, I'm telling Cashman, your deal mirrors his. If we're bringing him back for two years, your deal expires when his expires. That's your guy. You're, you're hitching your wagon to him. You go down with him, period. I see it even more cynical than that. And I said this at the beginning of this season when they didn't fire Aaron Boone. I said, Brian Cat- Aaron Boone's contract's up after this year. Brian Cashman's contract's up after 2022. Next year, yep. This year now, because exactly what I thought would happen, which was the Yankees would do zero, I said, if you're Hal Steinbrenner, you talk to Brian Cashman, you say, if you want to bring back Aaron Boone under any capacity, your job is now on the line. It was one thing when you arrogantly had Joe Girardi fired for a, a guy with no experience because you wanted him to be a puppet, whatever terminology you want to use. It's another thing now that you're in the last year of your presumed World Series window. Aaron Judge is entering free agency. They have other guys entering free agency, Chapman, Britain, whatever. Wait, wait, um, before you continue, imagine being a brand new GM and your first ordeal is what do you do with Aaron Judge? Extending Aaron Judge, yeah. Um, so I said, you want, if you are this arrogant of a prick that you think after four years of total failure, and this is, by the way, I don't want to hear this whole Twitter thing about how the Yankees gutted it out this year and were proud of the players and the coaches kept the team together when it looked like they were falling apart. Every single Yankee problem this year was self-inflicted from poor play and poor management, poor coaching and poor fundamentals. This was a team that should have challenged for 95 plus wins. It didn't. It should have challenged for the division and it really didn't. And everything they did was self-inflicted. And they lost the first night on the road to their arch rival in a game that they should have won with their ace on the mound. And they didn't. They failed every single test this entire season. It was a failure, a complete failure of a season. I don't want to hear any sort of, oh, they'll get them next year as long as our guys stay healthy. That ship sailed. It sailed last year. It sailed this year. It's definitely sailing next year. So in my mind, Brian Cashman, if you want to sign Boone to a two-year deal, you can do that. Because you don't want a lame duck manager a second year in a row, and I get that. But if the Yankees do not win the World Series or make the World Series in 2022, they're both fired. You can fire Boone with a year left on his contract. It happens plenty of times. And then the, the whole house is gone. Two things, Trey Turner, solo shots, one-to-one. And the Rangers beat the Devils, six-to-two. Now, look at that. Makes a, the Devils beat them by like a 1,000 goals earlier in the preseason. So that's a nice turnaround for them. So... That's where it's at. It is This is it for Brian Cashman in my mind. I'm fine with giving him his last year, but he has to look in the mirror big time this winter and understand your 2015 offensive approach doesn't work. And this analytic, if you're not firing Boone, you really have to look at Mike Fishman and the analytics team because whatever information is being fed to Boone is not good. It is not up to date. Yeah. It is not the Rays. It's not what the Rays have. It's not what the Dodgers have, the Astros or the Red Sox. It's not what any of the elite teams have. And that's the reality you face as the Yankees now, is that you are not an elite team anymore. You are a team who challenges for the playoffs, and that's it. And there's oh, 10 of those every oh, single year. You just reminded me something Boone said in the post-game press conference that I wanted to jump through my TV and punch him in his face. My man said, the rest of the league has caught up to us. Yeah. I thought that was the most ignorant fucking statement 
the rest of the league. The league has been kicking our ass since he's fucking taken the reins. Yeah, it, it, the league hasn't caught up to anything. The Yankees haven't caught up to the league, and they haven't since Aaron Boone arrived. So yeah. that's what it comes down to. The, the arrogance is the first thing that needs to go. And then the second thing that needs to go is their entire organizational philosophy. This is not a team that knows how to win. You can't pretend your formula is just not working. I mean, you have to know your formula is not working. You can't just pretend it's, it's working and it just isn't working out. It doesn't work four years in. So that's it. So that's that's the send-off to the Yankees. You have to fire Aaron Boone. And if you don't, then Brian Cashman is gone after this year if it doesn't work out. And it's not going to work out because Aaron Boone's a loser and he reflects poorly on a team and makes them look like losers, even more so. I did not like Aaron Judge giving him a, a nod of uh, confidence. No, but that's, you know, that's what Aaron Judge does. Uh, he puts his foot in his mouth, I think, more than people credit him for. Real quick, um, Rojas, Luis Rojas is not coming back as the Mets manager. Jace Tingler is not coming back as the Padres managers. Uh Theo Epstein asked Steve Cohen for like a million dollar loan. <laughs> he asked him yeah. for partial ownership, which I don't blame him. Ask for equity. Look, you got to shoot your shot. Ask for equity. Can't blame him. Billy Bean has equity in the Oakland A's. Why not ask for it? Yeah, he asked for what, 4 or 5% ownership? Uh, yes, something like that. I think he, like, offered, nope. <laughs> he, offered, he asked for what Bean has, which is 4%. And Steve Cohen's been trying to buy the Mets on and off for like, five years now there's no way he's giving away i really i'm with you i don't blame either party for how that did not work out listen to Um, me if you're steve cohen and you've been trying to buy the mets and you went through lawsuits and you went through roller coasters and broken deals and deals that ended up working out i am not giving away any fucking equity to anybody who has no money put in yeah i know i'm with you uh real quick you mentioned tingler and Rojas and we mentioned Boone. How many combined interviews for a managerial job do you think they'll get this winter if all three are fired? All Which three of them? Longer? Yeah. None. Combined. None. I, I agree. I don't think a, a and Sean on total basis, Sean Flannery says that he thinks Rojas is going to get serious consideration elsewhere. He is pretty upset about the firing. As what? I don't think any As of those manager? guys get a single look. Yeah. No. Yep. I, I like yeah. Rojas. I like him a lot. He was my pick for manager of the year. I do think he'll easily get a job. I think of the three, he'll get a job faster than mm-hmm. anyone else. And he'll start his process. I mean, it, it's a process. You know, you don't just become manager. You you got to go through your going, growing pains. And, and you know, he, it wasn't his fault that he was kind of given the keys to the reins so yeah. fast with this, the Beltran scandal and everything going on. I do think Rojas is a smart guy. He comes from a smart baseball family. Um, Just give him a few more years and and he'll be back. Yeah, and that's a nice differentiation to make. I don't think Aaron Boone Boone will get a single job in for a team. He's probably going to go back to a broadcasting booth. And he's very good at broadcasting, so just fucking... Yeah, it's fine. Um, Tingler, I can see him maybe getting like a front office type job, but... Manage. I don't think a single one's going to get a managerial interview. Rojas is a good baseball man. He'll probably work for a team. People in the comments section saying bench coach, which I think is probably a good spot for him. I see that. Um, no managerial jobs. And that's very telling to me. <laughs> so you so, know how bad your hiring was when I they just you, get no looks. I want you to look in the comments section. I want you to see what Joey's suggestion is. Joey Corey, yeah. Um, How long have I been on that bandwagon? 
Cora and Sandy Alomar are two guys who Sandy's going nowhere. Yeah, they, they need to be made a manager. Sandy's um, going. Alomar is taking over. Yeah. You know, though, we thought that about Don Mattingly in New York too, and then it didn't end up working out. But but that was a little different. I think the situation Tito missed some time already. I think I think Sandy's just being groomed to take over. That's the team he played for. It, it's just, it's yeah. too perfect for him. Yeah, I can. I think his situation is a little. But different. But Joey Cora, oh man, I'm chomping at the bit for Joey Cora. I have been since he was a minor league coach. Now he's a third. I think a third base coach for the Pirates. Man, yeah. go, go get me Joe Cora and put the brothers going head to head in the Yankees Red Sox rivalry. It would be great for baseball. I think it'd be great for the rivalry. I hate Joey Cora's guts, uh, maybe more than anyone. Like any any player ever, but I would rather hire a player that I hated, like Joey Cora, because of my belief that baseball runs through his veins. And the reason, by the way, that I hate Joey Cora is because of the reasons he'd probably be a good manager. <laughs> like he knows how to cut corners, he knows how to like circumvent rules and start rallies, and he's a, he was a smart player. I'm so. tell you, you see this. And I've said this before, Joey and Alex Cora run the Puerto Rico team for the World Baseball Classic the last time. Yeah. You saw how well put together that team was, how exciting they were, how well managed they were. I have no doubt in Joey Cora's managing ability. I, I just, uh, I hate his guts, but maybe if he was a manager, it would change things. It'd be a reverse Boone. I love Boone as a player, obviously, for what he did in 03. And then he became a manager and, and that I can't even look at that home run anymore. First of all, the Yankees lost the World Series that year anyway. And second of all, I can't look at anything Aaron Boone has done anymore because his legacy is so tarnished to me from his managerial experience. I think he could be the opposite from Cora. I'll I'll look at him running out of the baselines so fondly in 95 if he wins a World Series in 2022. So that's how I see it. Let's go. That's it. So that's it. Those are are all of the reasons – that your teams will win and your teams real, will real key, recap you have Rays and Giants Rays and Giants Rays and six over the Giants in the World right. Series I have Rays and Braves and I have the Rays winning it all we both have the Rays winning it yep so go Rays maybe I'll go to my first World Series game and, and maybe they'll get game. relocated and have a real stadium with some real fans who knows nope, don't think that'll happen um, don't want that to happen. So, uh, yeah, maybe they should go to Montreal. I heard that they are just a really big baseball town over there. Yeah, no, terrible idea. Uh, anyway, so this has been Don City. It was nice to be back with you guys. We will probably be back next week, I would think, because yeah. uh, we'll have to cover the ALCS and stuff. So we're with you consistently I mean, in the month of October. Here, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, we will. We'll figure out a day too. Um, we kind of switch between these Monday, Wednesday situations. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll figure out when we'll come back to you next. Good luck, uh, to your teams in the ALDS, except the Red Sox. And, uh, we will be back to discuss the ALCS once we have established, hopefully White Sox and Rays and, uh, and whatever you want in the NL doesn't really matter. So thank you for joining us. This has been Dong City. Everyone have a great night. Dong City, bitches.